Welcome to Poetry Undressed. I am your host, Colette, and I want to thank all of you for joining us today for this very special episode of our summer season. You know, it's been a while since we've been back, but I'm so glad everyone is here with us today. So for many years, love has been a beacon of inspiration for poets all over the world. From William Shakespeare's sonnet 116 to Lord Byron's She Walks in the Beauty, there is no feeling that inspires passion like love does. Today, I have a very talented poet here with me today. She is 17, her name is Rayo. And when I read her work, I was beyond impressed that someone so young could use words the way that she did. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce Rayo and her poem. Our love burns bright like the wall that I burned down when I first met her. She taught me how to draw portraits of our love with the ash and soot, like our love is an artwork that's displayed in the gallery of my heart. But every time I do, I draw the night sky. Because our love glimmers like the stars up in space, like the shimmer in her eyes. So when I tell you I pray to the universe, I mean I pray to her name. Her love pricks me like rose thorns and I bleed ember blood. Like this body is dying, but our flaming love keeps the little faith that I have in a better future alive. Thank you so much. Right, everyone give a round of applause to Rayo and her poem, Such Beautiful Work. Now, Rayo, thank you so much for coming on the show. I absolutely loved your work. And now I'm just going to ask you a few questions so I and the viewers listening get to know a little bit about you as a poet. So could you tell the listeners what really got you into poetry and why did you feel drawn to it? Um, yeah, so I started writing poetry when I was around um, 11 or 12. And really, it was just like a means for me to be able to express you know, any feelings that I didn't know how to express to uh, like people verbally. So when I felt a certain type of way, I would just write it down. And then it kind of transformed into it being more um, metaphorical. So my feelings would be put in a more metaphorical sense. And I just really got into it. Um, one of my teachers at the time uh, read some of my poetry and he really like encouraged me to keep going. And that's just, um, yeah, the rest was history. Yeah, and that's so interesting that you said that a teacher actually encouraged you. It's so important to have people like that in your life because I feel like a lot of poets are met with a lot of resistance in terms of actually pursuing poetry. So it's so good that someone in an educational sense pushed you towards that direction because you are very talented and you're still very young too. So the fact that you're writing stuff like this at only 17 years old, it's a... unbelievable the possibilities that you'll be able to write you know as you get older so in terms of love what does love mean to you at this age um for me really just like overall it's just a feeling of uh sorry no no uh yeah so the feeling of love for me is kind of just being able to feel safe um regardless of the space that you find yourself in um if you get what i'm saying so i feel as though you know i've been 
I think I've experienced a lot of um, trials and tribulations uh, in my life up to this point, which I think is a bit scary considering how young I am, but, you know, it's happened. And one thing that I've always sort of craved was just the feeling of love and feeling safe and feeling like, you know, I feel like I'm secure within this person, whether it be like platonic or whatever. Um, Yeah, so it's really just knowing that everything will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even um in your po in your poem you uh compare this person to a universe, you know? And people can only dream of feeling a love like that. And I think it's important that anyone who's listening and especially for you, Rayo, if you find someone like that, you know, it's so important to hold on to them as tight as possible. Whether it's platonic or romantic, it's just so important to tell the people around you how much you mean to them. No? And in terms of your poetry, what can you see like what can you see yourself doing next and where do you draw your inspiration from mostly? Um so in terms of inspiration, I write a lot about nature mm-hmm. um and sort of how it connects to us. Um so I have another poem called Body and Soul and it kind of just um talks about how every aspect of our body is some is like connected to nature in one way or another whether it's like Mm. veins being connected to roots of trees or like um you know our stars and being connected to like neurons in our brain so those are like the comparisons that i make in the poem um so it's mainly around like nature and ourselves and i also write a lot about how like just um emotional states you know what I mean so mm-hmm. when I'm in a dip I'll write a poem and sort of put that into words because you know it's, it's a bit difficult to express how you feel when you're in such a rut mm-hmm. so I poetry uh or rather I use my um, mental space for inspiration uh for new poems with that um and in terms of where I see myself being after this I so I performed spoken word poetry for the first time last year oh congratulations um thank you (laughs) um and i really i really enjoyed it you know i grew up listening to a lot of spoken word and that's also one of the things that really got me to writing poetry Mm -hmm. so that is definitely something that i would like to um pursue and you know really get into once i have the time um which will be next year hopefully um yeah yeah, it's so interesting the thing you said about us being all connected and how, you know, you kind of use poetry as a means to express yourself. Because actually with a previous guest, I was talking about how, in a sense, a lot of poets use um poetry as therapy because many of us grew up in, you know, households or upbringings where we felt that, you know, we can't really express ourselves or just based on the experiences that we went through it's um we're very sheltered with our words but i feel like those who are sheltered with their words usually find beautiful ways of expressing themselves in different ways which is crazy you think a poet would really know how to use their words but it's a lot of the times the complete opposite so yeah you're 17 right i am yeah so yeah tell me about that um do you think that you feel like being a young poet does that withhold you or inspire you more in a sense 
Um, I think it does a bit of both. Um, so a lot of this is more when I first started writing poetry. I felt quite um inspired um by anything that I would see around me. You know, something would happen and I'd think to myself, Okay, now I have to write a poem about this. Um, so it was there was a lot of inspiration in the beginning and it sort of like died down um a couple of years after I started writing poetry because I felt this overwhelming sense of not having enough experience to write poetry. Um in the sense that I feel like I don't have enough, you know, pain or I don't have enough emotion to write uh poetry. So for a couple of years I was off poetry. I didn't write as much as I used to. I struggled a lot more with writer's block than I did before. Um, but after 2020, um, after like the whole pandemic and everything, I sort of like got back into it heavy and it became a lot easier for me to write again. So I think I've been very on and off with how I felt about poetry in terms of feeling inspired or feeling held back because um, of my age. But I think now I'm in a space where I realize, especially after all of these like amazing opportunities, I realized that poetry really can be like whatever you want it to be. You know, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to center around trauma, it can center around nature. It doesn't have to center around nature, it can center around, you know, just, <clears throat> sorry, like anything. Okay. Um, so yeah, at the moment I'm in a space where I feel quite inspired and um, I'm finding it really easy in a sense to write regardless of whatever I feel like is being told to me by, you know, outside mm-hmm. influences. And you know, that is such an important trait to have. <clears throat> whether you're a writer, a dancer, a singer, or a musician, if you are creating something, it is such a gift to have the ability to completely shut out the voices from the outside world and just to kind of create a world of your own and, you know, be proud of your own creativity because when you create things, you are naturally your own worst enemy. Like, even with me, when I write a poem, it... I absolutely hate it at first. Like, it is a terrible experience for me. It's more so that my poems, like, 99% of the time, I do not like it when I first write it. It's more of a sense of, like, it's growing on me. So the fact that you're able to really, you know, just focus on how you feel about your poems and what you think about your poems, that is such a good gift to have. Because the truth is, poetry can be anything you want. There's no right or wrong way of writing poetry, because it's a form of self-expression, and we all express ourselves in different ways. So, yeah, really great stuff. And can I ask you, were you a big reader uh, growing up? Um. Yeah, actually. So, I, I used to uh, there was a phase where, like, during exams, my dad would, like, not let me read at all because I'd get so much into my books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really used to enjoy reading. I think I've kind of neglect- neglected that in the, po- uh, in the past few years. But I still, in terms of, like, you know, a couple of literature pieces, in terms of, like, poetry, I still really enjoy reading those. But in um, just, like, regular books, I don't read as much as I used to and as much as I would like to. And what type of poets or authors do you find yourself uh, looking up to and enjoying? 
Um, yeah, so with poetry, um, as I said, I listened to a lot of spoken word uh, when I first started. So Sabrina Benham from, you know, Button Poetry was, she was just amazing. Like the, the, the metaphors that she would use, the imagery, the descriptions, it was just so captivating to me. Um, authors, I don't... I don't think I have a favorite author just because I think I just pick up any book and start reading if I enjoy it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I think, yeah, at the moment I'm reading a lot more poetry and Sabrina Benayam has been just like the biggest inspiration for me thus far. Yeah, that's so true. Now, being as you are a poet, I think we all know what writer's block feels like and what it feels like to feel like you're not creative. So when you encounter those feelings, what do you do? Um, so when I, a couple of years ago, I was actually at a family function, you know, I was just, I'm a very um, shy person in nature. So I was sort of like in the corner just doing my own thing. I was trying to write. And one of my cousins come up to me and he's uh, he's an artist. So he says to me, oh, this is actually one of the best ways to um, write, just by like writing random words on a page. And that's kind of like stuck with me um, quite a lot. So when I have writer's block nowadays, I'll just like, you know, I'll take a blank page and then I'll just write whatever comes to mind, whether it's like a word or a phrase or whatever. So I'll just write that down, make sure I've got all my thoughts on this page. And then from there on, I'll like, try to um, form these words into coherent sentences. Because I think a lot of the time, for me at least, when I had writer's block, I was struggling a lot with putting my words into phrases that made sense. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, especially because um, I use a lot of comparisons in my poetry, so I'll be struggling to find a comparison for whatever, and that would just sort of demotivate me, and then I'd just leave the poem. So that has really helped me in terms of just not forgetting what I want to try it about, but also um, ending up getting to where I want it to be in terms of how I want the poem to read, um, the structure and all of that. Just like step one, putting all of my words on a page and taking it from there. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you're so right. Like, um, Right now, I'm going through a really nasty six-month-long writer's block thing, and I completely do understand when you mean, like, when you write down a word and it doesn't really seem to connect, like, it kind of just seems like alphabet soup in your brain, and, you know, you're writing, but the, the words, like, don't seem to be coming together as sentences, and writer's block is arguably one of the worst things that could happen to a writer or a poet in general. Yeah, it's... It's absolutely terrible. And, you know, I feel like every poet out there listening or anyone who's ever written poetry, whether you do it publicly or privately, you can know, like, when you don't feel creative, you feel so, so useless because that's literally the basis of your passion, being creative, using your words. So, yeah, I think that's a great way to actually you know help with writer's block maybe I'll even try it hopefully I can get out of this writer's block but now I'm going to ask a little bit more about your poem so as you all know we heard a little bit of it at the beginning I will be posting the full poem online for everyone to see um but I just want to know what was the process of writing that and why did you feel like 
you needed to display that in form of poetry? Um, so poetry for me, I think is my like biggest and easiest love language. So if I read a poem that I feel like resonates with me or that I feel like I can sort of relate with, I feel very, you know, like the warm inside and everything. So I was writing a poem for someone very close to me and I felt as though, you know, I needed to put how she made me feel into words. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I just sort of, I, so her name is Rose. so, which is sort of, which is why there was a part of, in the poem about a rose, and I feel like you know that was that was very important for me to include in the poem because it sort of made it a lot more personal for her. Um, so yeah, I just I've, I I took sort of the aspects about her that I felt really made me better as a person and I just you know as I said wrote them down on a page and then I kind of took it from there and it I think the end result was really just like I think this is one of the poems that I'm like really proud of because it turned out so well um and I think it was it was easy for me because I knew sort of the direction that I wanted the poem to go Mm -hmm. So you felt like you didn't really have difficulty writing this, like it just kind of just came to you? <clears throat> and how long did Yeah, no. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I think the only thing that I found a bit difficult was just... Um, so I liked the poem, but I, I was just scared that she wouldn't, you know what I mean? So I think that was the only thing for me that was a bit difficult, just sort of having to actually give it to her because I was like, oh my gosh, what if she actually doesn't like it, you know? But um yeah, so she'd no, be she crazy did. not to like that poem. That's that'd be insane. I wouldn't yeah, I don't know if what I would do if someone wrote me a poem like that. Well yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um yeah no so it was just that. Otherwise it was really just smooth sailing with writing this one specifically. And uh, how long did it take you approximately? Because it is a quite a long poem. So was it like you kind of wrote it in like a one sitting type of thing? Or was it more like a, it was over a span of days, weeks? Um, so usually how I do my poems is I'll, I'll get the thoughts onto one page and then I'll sort of like do a rough, a rough draft of, um, you know, how I want the poem to look. And after that... I think when it came to editing the poem, that's what took me a while because I wanted it to be perfect and I wanted it to like really be able to portray what I wanted the poem to, uh, like how I felt, you know. Um, that took me a couple of days and then I sort of just left it for a while, I think like a month or so. And then I came back to it, edited it one more time and then I decided, you know, if I leave it for any longer, I'm going to just continue trying to find things to like tweak um so yeah it took me like a little bit over a month to get the whole thing like done yeah that's very good and um I'm also a little jealous like for some reason I cannot write long poems all of my poems have just like like you know a few lines here and there I think the longest poem I've written maybe 38 lines 40 lines it it wasn't very long but you know the ability to get 
you know, all that emotion into one poem just shows how strongly you feel and how much passion was really, you know, in your heart during the writing this. And it's so amazing to see people, you know, seeing emotions displayed in the rawest forms, you know, using the best uh, means of words, you know, uh, using poetry to express yourself. And I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. I recommend everyone listening to please, please read the whole thing. Even though the small bit that we heard on the poem today was amazing, I do recommend it. You really have to hear everything to really see how amazing this poem is. Uh, So, Rayo, I just want to ask you, so what do you feel is like, what's next for you in terms of poetry? Are you writing anything currently? Um, Do you have any prospects for getting published? Um, yeah, so, you know, other than having the strong aspiration to do um, spoken word, I actually do um, plan on publishing a little book of my own poetry. Um, when I first started writing poetry, this was actually one of the things that my dad suggested to me. He said to me that I should, like, collect a hundred of my best poems and, you know, just put them together and have those published. So that is what I think... I want to focus on at the moment. Um, in terms of writing new poetry, I haven't really been writing because there's just like a lot going on with um, my life at the moment, you know, with academics, with mm. it's just taking up a lot of my time. So I haven't had the time to like just sit down and really be in tune with my creative um, space. But um, once that does happen, once I can sit down and write again, um, just putting a couple of poems together, publishing a book is going to be my top priority on my list because um, I'm in my last year of school now. Oh, yeah. Um, and I am planning on taking a gap year. Mm-hmm. So in that gap year, that is definitely one of the things that I want to focus on. Yeah, for sure. I think everyone, if you are, whether you're a new poet who hasn't been published or an old poet who hasn't been published, it's really important to gather your best work somewhere into a small book or whether you like to publish poems one by one um there are a lot of resources that offer free publishing for poets a lot of uh contests a lot of platforms so if you're a new poet out there um even for you ray i do recommend you know uh getting your poetry out there i would really love to see you in a book one day or you know on a poetry website because uh, you you are really really talented and um, thank you so yeah, no worries, no worries. And yeah, in terms of publishing, and I just want everyone to know whether you're like, if you are a new writer or a new poem, just know that the end goal isn't always publishing. Um, it really, yeah, it really depends on how you feel about getting your work seen. I know po- po- like poems can be very intimate, so don't feel pressured to get published, even if you're during your gap year. Um, it's really about taking time with writing, like you said. It's so good that you know how to separate um, poetry and you're not constantly dedicating time to writing and that you're really focusing, you know, on just finishing your last year of school, which is really, really important. Yeah. So, yeah, but, like, yeah, all the best for that. I think I can really, I really have high prospects for you in terms of seeing you somewhere, getting published, at, like, publicly. I would really love to see you out there. Um, 
But in uh, terms of that, I think we are going to wrap up. I would like to thank you for coming on to the show. Um, Please make sure to look at our Instagram story. I will be posting Rayo's poem as well as her socials. She does have a poetry account. If you are comfortable with uh, people looking at your poetry account, I will post that on the Instagram as well. I would like to thank everyone who joined us today. You know, Rayo's friends. I know you guys were excited to see her. Rayo's family. Hello, thank you so much for watching our podcast for the first time. Um, but yes, thank you so much. And Rayo, is there anything you'd like to say before we end off this podcast? Um, uh, sorry, while you're talking about just publishing your poems, I just remembered when I first started writing, mm-hmm. I used to publish my poems on this site called allpoetry.com. Um, it's really cute to just like a bunch of people publishing their poems and you can like comment on it and stuff so i think it's just it's just really cute for any poets that are looking to put their poetry out there online but um other than that thank you so much for having me this has been such a such such a pleasure i am so honored to have been you know um called onto this podcast i am so honored yeah no worries all right, so everyone heard that allpoetry.com. It's like Instagram for poets. Check it out. I love that concept, by the way. But um, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Colette, and I hope you have a good day. Goodbye.